going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. It's the daily episode, holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby. And today we're going to talk about some of the takeaways from the game last night against the Atlanta Falcons. What went wrong? What went right? We're also going to talk about Justin Fields and his potential injury. And also Valius Jones looking for some inspiration from an unexpected place. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So first up, I want to give the update on Justin Fields and his injury. We haven't gotten anything concrete as far as if he's going to be sitting, missing any time, anything like that. Um, but it does seem like he is he is dealing with some uh, some soreness there. He says the pain right now is pretty bad. He said this after the game on Sunday. And uh, we all saw the play in which he got hurt on. It was kind of the play right before the last play of the drive. Um, and so with Justin Fields and the important as he is to the Chicago Bears offense and really being at this point the most dynamic player in that offense, if not some, one of the most dynamic players in the NFL overall, it, it, keeping Justin Fields' health um, at the top of the, the, the forefront of, of our minds is one of the most important things. And it's raised some questions with Bears fans on should they sit Justin Fields, even if he is kind of ready to go, if he's a little bit dinged up, should they sit him until he's 100% pain-free, things like that? I don't think they're going to play it too loose with Justin Fields. I do think that if if he's in, in pain um, as, as soon as, you know, halfway through the week, they may go, decide to go ahead and shut it down and just go ahead and just let him sit, uh, let Trevor Simeon come in, be the starting quarterback there again, because as we know, it's not really about wins with this team until we play the Packers. It has to be about wins when we play the Packers. That's just something personal. But with that being said, you definitely want uh, you want Justin Fields to be healthy. You want to keep him safe. And because our offensive line hasn't done the best job at that with Justin Fields, especially, I think he's leading, the, has the most sacks of any quarterback in the league. Um, you you want to take any opportunity to allow him to get some rest um, and, and things like that because Listen, you, you, you don't want to have Justin Fields as great as it's been to see his rise, as great as it's been to see um, people really start appreciating him and realizing just how important and how great of a player he could be. You don't want to allow him to get to get injured. You want uh, you want to, uh, to save any dings and anything like that um, from him. And so Justin Fields has been sacked 40 times on the season, which, like I said before, I believe leads the league amongst all quarterbacks. And while he is dynamic, why he is explosive, why he is just an amazing player to just watch him do this continued growth, if it comes down to it and Justin Fields is even a little dinged up and that, and that pain threshold is, is he's feeling, experiencing almost any pain, I'm kind of the mindset you let him sit. I understand, too, people who have the mindset of, hey, if the kids, if he thinks he can play through it, allow him to play through it. But I think you have to rush Justin Fields if it is. Right now, he's listed as questionable. We'll see how that is either upgraded or downgraded over the course of the week. It was definitely scary to see, um, but luckily, luckily, you know, he's moving around. We haven't gotten any bad news as of yet. Is that If there is a for sure update on Justin Fields, whenever it does drop, I will be dropping a video on that. But let's move on to the next thing. Vegas Jones, who did come back and play uh, last game for the for the Chicago Bears, didn't have anything in the, in the, in the uh, passing game or anything, but he did have and opened up uh, his first kick return and showed that dynamic speed. He still ju uh, juggled it a little bit. Uh, but he showed that dynamic speed and what he could mean as far as getting this Bears offense better field position. And he said this, that he plans on asking Cordell Patterson for tips on the return game. And Cordell Patterson is something that somebody that I think we all wish that we kind of still had, especially when you look at it. But Valley Jones had this to say, I have all the confidence in the world in myself. I'm special with the ball in my hands. And I know that I never forgot that no matter what people say. 
I always live by, I don't have to prove nothing to nobody but myself. I know who I am. I know how special I was since a kid with the ball in my hands. That hasn't changed with all the adversity this season from being healthy, uh, healthy scratch the past two weeks. When your number is called, make a play. That's in the past. There's nothing I can do about it. Just keep moving forward. While I do admire the mindset from the Rook in Velius Jones, um, you guys know we labeled him Dropsy Jones here. You talk about with the ball in your hands. That means that you have to keep the balls in your hands, Velius Jones. But if he's asking Cordell Patterson for some advice or seeking advice from anybody else in the league, Velius Jones, I'm not ready to keep completely give up on him as some Bears fans have been. I do see the importance that he could bring to this roster, especially to the special teams. I even want to see him worked in the actual receiving game a little bit more. But hopefully this is a step in the right direction for Velius Jones. And what I said uh, yesterday on the postgame show is that you saw after that, that kickoff uh, return by Velius Jones, they pretty much tried their best to not allow him to get the ball in his hands again, kicking it and getting touchbacks as often as possible. So, you know, if he is dynamic, if he does continue to show and prove and play in that way and in that manner, he's going to be an important part for the Chicago Bears offense. All right, well, offense, special teams. We'll see if he's worked into the offense. All right, let's get into the takeaways from this game against the Atlanta Falcons. And there are a lot of them. There are some good, some bad. And the first one that's up that I have to ask is, why aren't you using Chase Claypool? You gave up a, a second round pick for this player who has still a lot of potential, right? But you're, you're, he's almost not in the offense as much as he was in the place that he came before we traded for him. He could have stayed in Pittsburgh for this, right? You, you, you expected for Chase Claypool to be used. And, I, and while I did expect and think that there was going to be a little bit of time until um, uh, Chase Claypool was completely integrated into the offense and the scheme there, the lack of going to him overall, he had two catches for 11 yards on Sunday. He was targeted four times, though. But still with that, you gave up a, a what's going to be a high second-round pick, especially with the Bears' record. You have to use him in the offense, whether that is in the running game, whether that's trick plays, whatever that is. I want to see Chase Claypool utilize a little bit better. So that's one of the first takeaways is, why isn't Chase Claypool used? And I even said on the postgame show yesterday that it may be until next season that we see him fully, fully ingrained in the offense, but the, 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 the trade's looking like a what What? What was the purpose uh, as of right now? Because, yeah, while his, his him having him out there and just the danger of him has absolutely added weapons to this Bears offense, you want to see him actually utilizing that, realize. Otherwise, what was the point? So you, I definitely want to see Chase Claypool. So that's something that I definitely take away from um, from this game, negative-wise, at least, of just why isn't he playing a little bit more? Now, with all that being said, and we're going to talk about Justin Fields eventually for sure, but I want to talk about the next player that I absolutely see being a star for this team, and that is Jaquan freaking Brisker. Jaquan Brisker leading the team in tackles since Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith were traded away. He's always around the ball. Him and Jack Sanborn, who I'm going to talk about next as well, but he's just... Jaquan Brisker is showing every bit of the potential that we wanted to see from him. And he's really been the most consistent all throughout the season of almost all of our rookies. And it's just good to see him. Jaquan Brisker is going to be a player for this team, and he's going to be a star for the Chicago Bears team. Now, I said I was going to talk about this guy next, and that's Jack Sanborn, another player always around the ball, always in position, always making the play. Like, I know he was undrafted. I know a lot of Bears fans are making a lot about, or what are they calling him? Slow lacquer or something like that. Slow Quan. 
I think is what people were calling him, something like that. At the end of the day, when you're watching the game, you would not, you're not thinking about his 40 because he's always around the ball. He's always almost near the quarterback as well. He had probably about three or four near sacks last game and top of the QB hit that he did, did get as well. Jack Sanborn continues to impress. Like I said before, I don't know if he's going to remain a starter when they after this offseason when they really look at improving this roster. I don't even care, but Jack Sanborn is going to always be a player that I think at this point you have to always get in and work in your game plan and get him snaps because he's just a beast. And I, and I really do enjoy seeing Jack Sanborn play. All right, let's go ahead and get into the next one. Um, the, the defense. The defense in this game, there is it's both a positive and negative. The defense got stops, more stops than we were expecting. They had a terrible first opening draft and had some, some weak drives in there as well, but the defense played pretty much throughout the game okay, right? I'm not saying they played amazing or anything, but they got stops when we needed to. They got them off the field more times than I was expecting, and that was some pretty positivity in this game. Now, things that are negative in this game, the run defense is still just terrible. It's atrocious when you look at the run defense for this team. But um, at the end of the day, the defense is showing some signs of improvement. Let's see if they continue to build on this throughout the rest of the season. All right, next positive thing, right, is Justin Fields is just amazing. He is the best quarterback in his draft class. He's probably going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and everybody's going to recognize it by the time, by the end of next season. Once he does have weapons, you need to keep him safe. But one of the things, as much as it's positive, is Justin Fields has been amazing. We saw the Atlanta Falcons defense kind of adjust to Justin Fields in a way that we haven't seen a lot of teams do and kind of bottled him up a little bit and forced him to kind of make plays that he ended up, you know, we made it, he threw an interception and things like that, but and then he eventually got four sacks on him as well throughout this game. You want to see Justin Fields continue to be the playmaker that he is. And while he is amazing, why he is the best quarterback in his class, you now have to worry about our defense is going to start trying to figure out and maybe and just figuring out Justin Fields as well. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. And then the last thing that I want to talk about is are the Bears relying a little bit too much on the run game, right? And, and, and I understand when you have Justin Fields, when you have David Montgomery, when you have Khalil Herbert, when he's healthy, um, it's, 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 you're going to run the ball a lot. But I, I think that the Bears are almost at danger somewhat of becoming a little bit too one-dimensional. Now, a lot of that could be said to the offensive line, things like that. Um, the, the Bears averaged 3.9 yards on 41 attempts. Uh, Justin Fields had 18 attempts. And I think that's a little bit too much, especially when you look at the fact that he then ended up getting injured, things like that. But I think this Bears defense is as good of a, some drives as Luke Getzey called. It was some bad ones towards the end of the game, some bad and rough play calling in that fourth quarter. But I really do fear that this team is starting to become one-dimensional, especially when you add a weapon like Chase Claypool, which is the first topic that I said in this bit, uh, in this segment or whatever. Um, I want to see this team go, and like I said before, especially if you're not playing for wins or if you're not going to be winning games, you might as well develop that pass game a little bit more. But again, some of that could be said that this offensive line has to play well enough for you to feel confident in that because, hey, the, the offensive line does not play good. It just hasn't, hasn't been good. It's been better at certain spots, but you know, this offensive line is definitely going to be something this team looks to improve drastically over the course of the offseason, but it has left a lot to be desired, and maybe that's why the Bears are becoming a one-dimensional team, but I would be lying if I didn't see that that concern was out there just a little bit. And while we're talking about the run game as well, Tristan Ebner did not have a good game for the Chicago Bears at all last night, at all. I think he got eight carries in that game, um, but just did not look, look good in his snaps, did not like, and it, listen, it's a rookie. Um, it was his first time being heavily featured in the offense, and I guess heavily is a bit of a strong word for a player that only got eight carries. But with that being said, um, I really do want to see Tristan Ebner. And they try to use him in the pass game some, and I think there were some drop passes there, some missed 
misconnections there. But I, I, we know that the playmaker that Tristan Ebner was projected to be able to be coming into this league, and I do want to see that eventually go. It looks like he got six carries for eight yards, so only six carries from him. I was mistaken on the number of carries there. Um, but you definitely want to see him play uh, better. You want to see him play better. You want to see him make more of an impact in his opportunities and chances out there. He was targeted once in the passing game. No receptions for him. So as they try to work Tristan Ebner in a little bit more, especially while Khalil Herbert's out, hopefully he continues to shine and play a little bit better. So we'll continue to watch and, and see how that develops for him as well. But that's it for today's episode of Chicago Bears Central, the daily episode. Make sure you uh, follow the podcast and hit the subscribe button. You can follow us at Shy Bear Central on any social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Central at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail for the mailback episodes that are that air on Fridays, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I like to end every episode on, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.